Welcome to episode four of the Up Early podcast series. If this is a series, I don't know why I just said that. I've never started my podcast episode out like that. Welcome to Up Early podcast with Rachel. Um, I'm actually current state of the union. I'm getting ready for a date right now. And I always call a friend when I'm getting ready for a date. That's just my thing. That's what I like doing. I would probably call them even if I wasn't getting ready for a date. But because I don't have anyone to call today, um, I figured I would do a podcast episode while I'm doing my makeup and getting ready for it. I won't say too much about the date or who I'm going on a date with because he has already told me he found the food Instagram. So he's already found healthy ways for days. Honestly, it wasn't that hard for him to find. It's in my personal Instagram bio. Um, and it's only a matter of time before he finds the podcast. So <laughs> I'm not going to say too much just because who knows if there will even be a second date. Um, but I am going on one. We're going to get a drink and I'm just getting ready after work. So I'm excited. I don't know. Having a first date is always a little bit stressful for me. I'm actually not as stressed about this one for some reason, just because I feel like since my friend knows him, it's not like I'm meeting a total stranger, if that makes sense, even though he definitely is a total stranger to me. I don't know. I think that just because he's vetted by my friend <laughs> makes me a little bit more comfortable going and, and sitting with a stranger for you know an hour and a half, two hours however long we end up being there. So excited for that. But I'm also excited because today, the day that I'm recording right now is um, September 21st, which means today is the first day of fall. And I love fall. And I hate when people say that if you like fall and pumpkin spice and all of the fall things that, you know, exist these days that you're basic. And it drives me so mad because I love these things. I've loved them my entire life since my birthday is near Halloween. That's just, I've always loved fall. I associate fall with my birthday and Halloween with my birthday. And it's my favorite holiday of the year. And so like the other day I had this very strange interaction with this man on a dating app. And he asked me, it was a Sunday. He said, what was your favorite thing you did today? As you do when you talk to a guy on a dating app, they ask you very, you know, surface level, small talk questions. That day I had just so happened to have gone to Trader Joe's and gotten some of the fall things that they have. And I said, I picked up some fall things at Trader Joe's and this is on hinge. And this man he, he was like, oh, do you need a financial advisor? That was his response to that. And I was like, what do you mean? Are you a financial advisor? And I went and I looked at his job. He wasn't. And he said, because you're wasting your money on like pointless crap and like blah, blah, blah. So he started going off about why America and just in general holidays are overhyped and it's just a way of making money. And I'm like, sure, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe you're right. But like, you don't even know me. So for you to just start going off about pumpkin spice and why you hate it and why I'm dumb for liking it, I mean that, he ended up unmatching me over liking pumpkin spice. So the dating bar for me is really low and <laughs> the guy that I'm going out with tonight is hopefully going to pass that bar with soaring colors. Like I said, it's really not that hard. Um, but yeah, it's fall and I've been making recipes for fall like pumpkin spice and apples and all of that good stuff since like July and <laughs> I'm not stopping anytime soon. So keep, keep an eye out on my Instagram if you follow me there for more fall recipes to come. But I'm excited that it's finally fall and hopefully here in Texas, I'll get a little bit more fall weather. I think I had one, one run last week 
that was like a fall run. It was like in the 60s. It was so nice. And now, of course, it's back in the 80s because you just can't catch a break here in Texas. But I'm hoping that someday we'll have permanent fall weather and I can wear a sweater maybe because I have all of these really cute fall clothes from when I lived in Georgia and when I lived in Memphis. And I feel like I wear them here in like January and that's it. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I need to update you guys on from my State of the Union. I don't think that there is. Um, I really just want to shout out again to my friend Michelle who came on my podcast last week. She does move tomorrow and I'm so, so sad, but we've had the greatest month ever celebrating her. Last night we even went to Carbone, which is a restaurant. I believe they have them in a few cities around the U.S., but they finally got one in Dallas this past spring and I was kind of hoping to go. I really wanted the spicy rigatoni and it's just one of those places I feel like you can't just go there. I feel like you need to have a reason, like something you're celebrating. And last night, of course, was the perfect opportunity to celebrate Michelle. So Michelle, I know you're listening. So just want to wish you again the greatest adventure ever as you embark on your multi-day drive from Dallas to Los Angeles. Fun fact, I've actually recorded another episode this week and I decided I didn't want to post that. Obviously, I wanted to do the podcast chat while I'm getting ready for my date. Um, But something I thought of when I was actually on a run the other day was just how post-grad life for me has just not been what I thought in both good ways and bad ways. I feel like that's relatable, but I also know, so like I graduated in 2020, so (laughs) lucky me if you were also a 2020 grad from high school or college, you know, don't you just feel blessed? Um, You know, it was definitely a weird experience. Um, I remember, I mean, it was literally my spring break of my senior year of college and I went to the University of Georgia. So I went home, I believe it was the Thursday before I was actually like on spring break because I didn't have class on Fridays for some reason. I had a few online classes anyways, just based on how those classes were. They were just e-online classes. Um, So I went home for spring break. I believe it was March, I don't know, 5th. March 5th or like March 8th or something, I went home and just genuinely had no idea that when I went home for spring break, that was going to be it for me and my college experience. And granted, I did because of, you know, I'm from Atlanta, so I live very close to Athens, Georgia, which is where UGA was. And I was able to go back to my apartment for a couple weeks at some point um, once the pandemic had kind of started, but it wasn't the same. And so like our college experience for the, the class of 2020, it was definitely stunted And I remember at the time, so I went home for spring break. My spring break trip at the time was a trip to Boston to see some of my friends. And my mom, I mean, like we'd heard about, you know, COVID-19 or like the coronavirus. But at the time, there were only like 50 cases in the United States. And my mom was watching the news and reading articles as moms do. And the day before I was supposed to get on the plane and go to Boston, my mom was begging me. She was like, please do not go. Please don't go. I have a really bad feeling. There were no cases in Georgia at that point, but I think there were 10 in Massachusetts, which is crazy to think about now, just like how frightened we were 
when there were only 10 cases in the whole state versus like how it is now, which is just like exponentially different. And I mean, it was so new back then, nobody knew anything. And she just begged me. She said, please, please don't go. Um, And me being the stubborn Scorpio that I am, I was like, mom, please, I'm going. And I got on the plane and I went to visit my friends in Boston and it was the most fantastic experience, but it was kind of weird because I was in the airport and I think a few schools had kind of shut down at this point or they'd, they'd taken like a two-week notice or like a two-week break or something. Mostly schools in the north where I was going. And the University Systems of Georgia Schools had sent out an email when I was in the airport and they said, you know, we do not view this coronavirus as a threat to our school system and we will not be, you know, taking any measures And then I got on the plane, which was like a two and a half hour flight from Atlanta to Boston. (laughs) And then I land and we got another email from the same, you know, university systems of Georgia schools. And it was like, just kidding. We do view it as a threat um, and we will be closing for two weeks. So when I was in Boston, I kind of knew already that I wasn't going to have school for two weeks when I got back. And that was, I mean, kind of exciting at the time. But again, like I had no idea. I had no idea. And for the University of Georgia, like they didn't have any online schooling planned for those classes that are like in-person based. Like I did have a few online classes. I think I had, I don't remember which ones they were, like ecology or something online. So for me, my schooling schedule, when things went from being in person to, okay, we're not actually going back to school at all, like beyond the two weeks. So during that two week period, the um, teachers and the professors, they were given that time to kind of prepare their lessons, prepare their curriculum for online. Like I said, I had a few classes already that were already online And you save those for your senior year so you have an easier senior year because you can knock those out in like a three-week period. But the thing is, I think everyone who was in the class of 2020, whether you're in college, in high school, or just in general, I feel like, and I don't know, again, I'm really only speaking to my experience being a senior in college when this happened. I didn't really process it. I I don't know why. I mean, I think at the time, a lot of my friends were heartbroken. They were devastated. They were like, we'll never go to another shower cap. We'll never go to another spring party. We'll never go, you know, out in Athens again. We'll never do this. I'll never sit in a classroom again. I, for me, just didn't really process it the same. Like I had people texting me and they're like, I'm so sorry for you. I'm so sorry for you. But I, at the in the moment, I wasn't really that upset. And I think I had felt like I had had a great three and a half years of college I was just grateful for that. And so I think like it didn't hit me as hard as it hit other people. And I'm not sure why. Honestly, I was a little bit happy to be at home with my family. So when this all happened and they said, you know, two weeks and then at the end of the two weeks, they were like, okay, we will not be returning to school and everything was online. I stayed home with my parents and my brother And I didn't go back to my Athens apartment for maybe a month or so. I had two roommates at the time um, who had gone on a cruise. And then, I mean, we all know 
what they were saying about cruises. And so like, I, I just didn't go home until they'd kind of crossed that. I think it was a 14 day period. And then even after that, I just kind of stayed home. I was already in my routine and I was taking graduation photos back then. So I think I had a session and that was like the first time that I went back to Athens was to kind of take this photo session. And one of my other roommates who hadn't gone on the cruise, when I went back to the apartment, she went back to the apartment and I ended up staying in Athens for a few weeks after that, which was I didn't know that I was going to be doing that when I went there. And it was kind of weird. Like I was back at school. We weren't in school. I didn't really have a lot of work from classes. And I, you know, it was just, it's just a weird time. And, you know, there are people here and there that we would see and we would go on walks with them because walking, you know, it was huge back then. Um, but I, I don't know. I was kind of excited to be at home with my family. Like I, I think we butted heads a lot at first and I ended up moving from my childhood bedroom to the basement just to give everyone a little bit of space. My brother, he was in, you know, his sophomore year of college at the time. So he had way more work than I did. He went to Georgia Tech. Um, so he, he was up until like literally three in the morning every night doing schoolwork, you know, doing all of his projects and his homework and, you know, my mom and my dad, they go to bed semi-early. Anyways, that was just <laughs> readjusting, I think, to being in the same house again, um, which I think is is fair to say a lot of people went through the same thing. Especially once you leave your family home and you go to college or, you know, whatever, you know, your life brings, going back into the same house after you've been apart from each other for a long time, I think it's definitely... Um, you know, it's tough, but I really treasure those months that I got. And I was telling somebody, I think part of the reason I wasn't as upset about not having, you know, that six weeks of college that I, you know, people were saying we were robbed of our college experience. And I, you know, I'm, I I think it hit me later and I, it was really sad and it's been definitely a hard transition from like college to post-grad just because there was no transition. It just kind of happened. Like I took my last final in my room my childhood bedroom and I hit submit and I got my grade back and I was like okay congrats and we didn't have a graduation in in the spring Um, we had one in October later that year in 2020 and I did fly home for it but I had my job already lined up. So if you don't know, I do not do Instagram full-time. not a full-time creator. It's a hobby of mine. And I think that's probably why I enjoy it so much because I have a full-time job. Um, and this is like my creative outlet. And I love my full-time job. I went and I interned um, and I just was really excited to work after college. That's what I worked you know, so hard for throughout school. And I'd accepted that job that Uh, the September before. So like the September of the fall of my senior year. And I already knew, I think that I had, you know, I was basically getting ready to move anyway, right after school ended. So because I didn't have, I don't know why I thought this was a good idea, but I was also going to do a grad trip. So I was going to go to Greece and Italy through, oh my gosh, what is it called? Like ultimate break or something. And I, I, yeah, I didn't end up going on that. Obviously, COVID prevented my my post-grad trip. But I was supposed to go basically from graduation, two days later, going on this like EF ultimate break trip for three weeks. And then I was going to move like immediately the day after. So I don't know how I thought that I was going to do that and, and do it well. But I ended up taking way longer than I thought to move. And it was a whole process. Um, So I was really grateful for the time that I was given to spend time with my family because I wouldn't have had that otherwise. Like I wouldn't have had those, you know, eight weeks, 12 weeks, however long that I spent at home that I wouldn't have had. And those are memories that 
I have with my family playing board games, you know, going on family walks, hanging out with our, our dog who was a puppy at the time. And I think those things helped cushion the blow of not being able to finish out senior year. And obviously I've had, you know, time to process it and hindsight is twenty twenty. And, you know, staying at school to have like those last few few moments with your friends versus like all the time I was able to spend with my family. I think I wouldn't go back and do it any other way. So I'm definitely glad that it happened the way that it did. Um, at least, you know, if we had to have a pandemic, I'm, I'm glad that it happened the way that it did for me and that I was able to kind of spend um, that time at home. But also at the same time, I started my career and my job during a pandemic as a remote, you know, employee. So again, going into my history, whether you followed me for a long time and you remember this. So like I mentioned, I did move right after college to start my full-time job and I moved to Memphis, Tennessee um, in June of 2020. So still at the heart of the pandemic, really. I think there were like multiple waves of, of you know, the virus and different um variations of it. So I definitely moved still. It was very much <laughs> the pandemic still. Um, and people wore masks and, and everything like that. Like there were different, you know, levels of, of the virus. So, you know, you have like level three, you know, different things like that. Um, but I think the hardest part for me, and again, you know, I do have this full-time job and I'm very passionate about it and I love it. Um, but I started it <laughs> during the pandemic and I have, it's very, it's very unique, I think, to be in the corporate world where I have coworkers who, this is all brand new to them because they have been working, you know, their entire, not their entire lives, but their entire careers essentially were in the office in the pre-pandemic world where you had a cube, um, you know, you were face to face with people all the time. And I have not had that experience because the day that I started working was pandemic remote, you know, you work from home. And I think that, I don't know, it's it's very unique. I think that, and I was talking to a coworker about this, um, you know, it's very odd just in general to transition from college to the working world. In general, I feel like, you know, your professors, they try to teach you what it's going to be like. You learn all of these things for your degree. Um, and then I think what nobody really tells you about going from college to real real work is that even if you didn't learn it in school, you will learn it so fast just by doing it. And like, I think that was part of it. Although the funniest story that I have from my beginning of just like learning how to work was I was asked to do something and I had learned it in one class for like a week in college. That was like the one time we touched on what I was asked to do. And I emailed my professor and I was like, hey, do you by chance have the presentation from this thing that we learned? And he was like, yes. And he was so excited and he sent it to me and it helped me a lot. Um, but that was just, you know, that was just like a unique take. Usually you don't need to do that. Yes, I started my career during the pandemic and it has been definitely a learning curve because you can't go to somebody's cube or somebody's desk when you don't know how to do something and get like that hands-on learning. Um, and I also, up until very recently, I hadn't met any of my team members in person. Um, so meeting them in person and like seeing, you know, their faces and like getting to see their personalities shine and learn about them outside of what I see on a Zoom call where you like click end and then really get to know them because you don't have that candid interactions. It was super interesting um, and really, really just nice in general to kind of meet my my team members in person. 
Um, but yeah, so I started my career in the pandemic and that's definitely not something that I'd ever thought my post-grad life would be, but I, I do treasure, um, every day and I feel like my job doesn't feel like work because I enjoy it so much. So in that sense, you know, I, I feel very lucky, um, and fortunate, even though, you know, the pandemic was really not what I had pictured for my career and the pandemic has brought a lot of changes just to the world in general, um, also, you know, moving during a pandemic, it's harder to meet people because not everyone is going out. And like when I moved right after right after school, um, you know, I think I really wanted to meet people outside of my company. And I really want to do a whole episode on just like meeting people and, you know, making friends in your 20s. And, you know, just in general, I feel like when you're outside of college, it's so tough to make friends. And I mean, nobody really talks about it. And I mean, I guess they do. But like when you're in school, nobody is telling you this is like the most people you will ever really have at this close of a proximity for a long time because it's so hard post-grad, even though I have friends in my, in the city that I, you know, in any city I have friends, but it's so, it's not close. Like when I was living in Athens, everybody was within a two mile radius Um, here it's a little bit different. They're a little bit further or they're, you know, they're close or people are just busy. Um, it's hard to get everyone together. People travel a lot. It's hard to find a weekend when all of your friends are in town on the same, on the same weekend to do something. It's definitely, you know, it's tough. And, and I have had so many conversations, um, you know, with different friends of mine about, you know, meeting new people and, you know, even people who, for example, you know, I live in Dallas now, like I have friends who grew up and, and lived here, you know, their whole lives um, versus like me, like I, I moved to Dallas and I didn't even know my roommate. <laughs> I met her on Facebook. I think I knew like a few people, but they weren't like close friends of mine. Um, and I had a friend tell me the other day, she was like, you know, it's kind of amazing that you came here and you didn't, you know, know anybody. She was like, I don't think that I could do that. And I was like, no, but you, you totally could. Um, and although like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like moving, um, to a new city where I didn't know anyone was like super amazing, you know, all the time at first, I was grateful that I had friends that introduced me to friends or like knew that I was moving and said, Hey, I have a friend moving or like, maybe, you know, you would like so-and-so and like set us up to be friends. Like it's super helpful, I think. And that's why, um, recently I've just taken an interest in like matchmaking my friends. Like I had two friends moving to a new city at the same time and I match made them to be friends because I know just how big of an impact even one person can have on your experience when you first move somewhere even if you don't stay friends, like if you're not that close or you don't have that much in common, even for the first few weeks, having a friendly face, like go to a dinner with, go, you know, on a walk with, even if you don't like that friendship doesn't last, like that's totally okay. Um, like when I first moved to Dallas, I had met a few girls. I was using Bumble BFF. And again, when I have my podcast episode on just making friends, um, I think that the pandemic has made dating apps and Bumble BFF more accessible. Um, I think like more people now, and I think dating has changed as a result of this, but it is cool when you use it for, you know, making friends. And so Bumble, if you don't know, they have like the dating side and then they also have the Bumble BFF side where it's like dating, but for friends. So you like swipe on girls that you want to be friends with. It's cool. I've done it in Memphis. I've done it, you know, now in Dallas. I haven't, you know, I can't really say that I've made any, like, I've made a few good friends from it, but 
I've had, you know, some people that I've met that, you know, it just didn't really click, you know, and we still are like connected on Instagram and stuff, but like it didn't turn into like a BFF if that like a a true Bumble BFF, but I've also seen it work for so many people. Um, Like I had friends that moved to a different city and they met like 25 like best friends and that it was amazing. That was their experience with it. I've had friends that have met like really close friends through it as well. Honestly, just like in general, I think it's really a great start. And my friend's sister just moved to Dallas and I was like, I I just recommend just checking it out because the worst thing that can happen is that, you know, you don't stay friends with that person that you go out with. Um, It's kind of fun to go on a friend date. It kind of feels like dating. Um, But like, if you don't try that, then that leaves, I mean, for anything, whether that's dating or friends or whatever, if you're not willing to give the dating apps a try, then you're relying on in person. Then you really have to like get out there and and just try and meet people organically, which can be kind of hard um, or get, you know, rely on like friends of friends and like getting set up and stuff. But I had a friend who she was asking me if I've ever met anybody like in a workout class because I like to go to workout studios and it's so it's so weird. So there's been only pretty much one instance because typically people go to these workout classes, especially during the pandemic, like they're if they had workout classes, I wasn't going to workout classes until like very recently, but like early pandemic, I don't think they had any. Um, but very recently at a workout studio, this girl next to me, she had introduced herself to me. Um, and it's like a, it's like a team kind of style class. So like she was in my, my team and we went through all the exercises together. And like at the end we were chatting and I was like, Oh, like I, you know, let me know if you ever (laughs) go to another class or she was like, I'll see you around sometime because it's like, now what? If it was like a guy or something, like you would have expected him to be like, oh, like what's your number or something. But like when it's a girl trying to be your friend, I feel like it's a little awkward, like more awkward than that. Because then she was like, give me your number. And I was like, OK, yeah. And then like I typed it into her, like the phone pad in her phone and she never texted me. But that was super awkward interaction, I think, like just in general. But like, I guess that's how you would have to do it to like try, try and meet friends. Um, I mean, it shouldn't be as weird as it is, but I guess, you know, I guess that it is. But I wish that there was more of an openness to meeting female friends in real life because you have those people that you meet in the bar bathroom or you meet in the bar when you're with your friends and she's with her friends or like you just all kind of meet together and you're chatting, but like you don't exchange, like how do you continue that friendship outside? I think it's easier in college because you kind of float in the same circles or like you'll go to a party and then another party the next weekend, maybe you'll see somebody or they are somebody that you know knows them and like you just follow a bunch of random people on Instagram and maybe you never even meet them or you don't know them. But I feel like in college, you're more likely to know people and like get to know people again because of that proximity that you have just being so close being if you're in a sorority, being in clubs, going to the same places, knowing the same people, friends of friends. And then when you're post-grad, like I do go to the same types of places and I like hang out with my friends. But I get, again, I really haven't met anybody as a female friend organically um, that wasn't introduced to me by a friend that I know or set up by another friend that like knew somebody I think social media for me has helped, but I I know I'm in a unique situation just by having a social media platform. I've met a few of my friends in Dallas from social media. 
And I think it's a really, a really neat resource. But again, I know that a lot of people don't have the same. So I guess if you are following some people that have like larger platforms and they live in your city, I know Jenna Palak has done a great job. She has the fun on weekdays podcast and she has like a TikTok and an Instagram and she created a group me for, I don't know if it's for everyone or for just Austin because she's from Austin. Um, and if you don't follow her, you can definitely check her out. I think that her platform is really great and she facilitates a lot of like friendship building and she like hosts events and things in different cities as like opportunities for people to meet friends. And I think it's getting more popular to do things like that. Like I was on TikTok scrolling and I know that there are girls in Dallas that host a hot girl walk club and every Wednesday, or I don't know what day of the week it is. I think it's Wednesdays though. They go on walks and a hundred girls went the other week and they had like the news people there and they went to get drinks after and things like that. I know there are book clubs that are around. If you're in Dallas, I know Kenzie Elizabeth. Um, she's another influencer here. I don't personally know her or anything. I just follow her or see her content. And I think she's starting a book club this November. So there are things like that. And if I was moving to a new city again, like for example, if I was going to go to New York, Um, and I was going to make new friends or I was going to start from scratch. I think like primarily I would definitely start on Bumble BFF because again, like the worst thing that happens is you don't even meet anybody. You just swipe. And if you match with somebody and you want to be friends with them, you know, send them a message and like chat a little bit and see what happens. But I think part of using the apps, whether you're using them for dating or for friends is you can't really take things personally I think when I was on, you know, Bumble BFF, when I first moved to either city that I was in, I think like I didn't respond to people just because I'm busy. And it's weird, like the difference between matching with somebody on Bumble BFF versus a guy on real Bumble. I feel like in general, you don't really owe people anything on a dating app. And it's so hard because you don't know them. So you don't feel like the need to respond. I don't know. It just, it's really hard and it's tough. But like I said, if I was going to move to a new city, like for example, New York, and I know New York is a very large city with a lot of people moving there all the time, so many people to meet and things like that. I think first I would ask the people that I know in my personal life, if they know anyone in New York that I could just get a coffee with or go to dinner with when I first moved there. Um, You know, if I followed anybody on Instagram that I've known from, you know, college or high school, like maybe I would DM them and ask uh, if or if I had their number, I would text them and see like if you or if they wanted to go, like I said, get dinner, get a latte. When I first moved to Dallas, there was a girl that was in my sorority and I dropped my sorority after two years, but she was in the sorority that I was in and we weren't very close friends in the sorority. I had gone to her 21st birthday um, because my other friend had gone and like, I mean, she was always kind of like a presence, um, but like we weren't friends or anything. We never really had like a real conversation and I knew she lived in Dallas and I had sent her a message on Instagram or maybe I had her phone number and I texted her, but it kind of took some courage to do that because it's awkward. Like it's so awkward and uncomfortable to reach out to somebody because it, you just don't know them and like, Again, when I moved here, I didn't know anybody. And so I wanted to meet as many people as possible. And it's, I mean, we talked about this last week when Michelle and I were talking about how our friendship started um, and like how it's so weird at first because you don't know them. It's very surface level. And this girl in my sorority, when I first moved here, we would just go to dinner every weekend because there were places that she wanted to try 
and that I wanted to try. We would just go to dinner most weekends or like with Michelle and I would go on walks maybe once every three weeks or so. And it was just nice to see a friendly face. Um, and of course, over time of seeing somebody, you become closer and closer. And if they have friends, they can introduce you to new friends. And if you know their friends have friends and, and so on and so forth. But really leverage those like very acquainted connections that maybe you don't know and reach out because you just never know. And the more people you reach out to, the more your opportunities for meeting new people just kind of expands. There were people that I reached out to, like people I knew from elementary school. And another one of my friends here, she went to elementary school with me and I had messaged her. She wasn't even in Dallas at that time. I think I thought she was in Austin and I was just telling her that I moved to Dallas, which at the time, I don't know what I thought I was doing. And then she was like, oh, by the way, I'm actually moving to Dallas. And so we reconnected, even though we really hadn't spoken since elementary school when she moved um, away from you know Georgia. But it's the little things like that, and you really never know what could turn into like a larger friendship. And I think now, especially in like a post-COVID world, when everybody has just had their lives kind of turned upside down, and, and like this whole thing is just about how life is not you know really what I thought it was going to be. But I think also part of it is just hearing things and and seeing things like even college wasn't what I thought it was going to be or what I'd heard it that it was going to be. It's just very different. But every opportunity is a good opportunity, whether that's going to you know if you go to church, going to a new church and trying to meet people that kind of do the activities that you like to do. Like for me, it would be going to a workout studio. And if you go to some place enough times to the point where you're a regular there, um, I had a few people that were saying they wanted to become regulars at a bar just to try and meet people. I mean, like that's a good way too. if you put yourself somewhere enough times, whether that's a coffee shop, a gym, so on and so forth, like you're you're going to end up meeting people eventually. Um, It may take a while, but also it could come from you because if you're waiting for somebody to come up to you and introduce themselves to you, I mean, you could be waiting forever. So sometimes like if you want to make things happen, (laughs) you have to, you just have to kind of do it yourself. And like I said, it's such a fleeting, like a fleeting moment and it really doesn't mean anything like whether something comes of it or whether it doesn't. Um, It's just a really nice way of trying to expand your network and also work connections. I mean, if you have a job or, you know, whether wherever you have a corporate job, you know, a client facing job, customer facing job, whatever you have, um, just really leaning on your coworkers. Like maybe they want to go to a happy hour after your shift or maybe they want to exchange numbers. I mean, like I said, a lot of my close friends I work with, I was a summer camp counselor and I'm still close friends with like all of those people that I was a camp counselor with. But again, it's just putting yourself in those situations that will give you the most opportunity to kind of be around people and and get to know them. So I'll take a second to talk about my, I forgot I was getting ready for my date and I never updated you guys on what I was doing. So makeup is on and then I had to pause for a second to go put on my outfit because I couldn't take my phone into my closet with me. That would have just been a true disaster. So I'm pretty much ready now for my date. It's in about 35 minutes. And I actually forgot to text him back. So I had to send him a text and just like remind him that I was going. And I'm excited. It's walking distance for me, but I'm not going to do that because it's dark out. And I just feel like I can Uber 
So I'll, I'll take an Uber over there and, and yeah. So I think every time I've done a podcast episode, I end up going on a tangent and I end up rambling on and on. The purpose of the episode today was just to talk about how post-grad life has just not really been what I thought. And I think I did a, a pretty good job of explaining how like the pandemic has really played a factor into that. And again, I know that it's more than just those who graduated in 2020. Um, it's just been my experience, and, and that's really all I can kind of speak to for a podcast episode. But again, even though it's not been what I thought, I would not change my post-grad experience for the world. I've been very lucky to experience two different cities, um, to have that opportunity to kind of go and then experience a new city after I was in Memphis, and I have just loved Dallas. Um, and I've loved all of the people that I've met here and it's just been a great, a great time to kind of try something new. And I'll speak to this one, one more time because I feel very passionately about being in a new place. And I had a friend who she's, she's lived in Dallas her entire life. Um, and she was born and raised here. She went to college here and I, I told her, I said, you should try a new city. And I feel, feel so passionately about that just getting and experiencing a new place, even if it's just for a year, because it really does give you some perspective. And And I have been so grateful and I've treasured all of my experiences. I think it's helped me grow a lot, even though it was truly scary. I mean, I when I first moved to Dallas and I didn't know anyone, I mean, like I said, it wasn't all peachy keen all the time and it, it was hard and you do spend a lot of time by yourself before you start to develop those friendships and meet those people that you can go and do like the little things with even though it's not every day and I did have a roommate so that helped too and I did meet her on Facebook but overall I mean you can kind of experience different places in new ways and I mean I have a whole bunch of cities still on my list that I would love to live in because I'm not done I haven't found the place that I want to live in forever you know I don't think I need to know that now at the age of almost 25 but I do feel so strongly about experiencing new places because there is a time you know I don't, and again, so many people, I'm not sure the ages of people that listen to the podcast, but for me at 25, like I am not done kind of experiencing and growing, but then like there does become a time when you are, and like, obviously I'm single, but for those who are in relationships and by the time you buy a home and you're like ready to kind of settle in one spot, you don't want to be like, wait a minute, I never, I didn't experience all the places that I wanted to experience. And I think that it's one thing to travel to those places. And I love traveling and experiencing um, new cities and going to different restaurants and experiencing the culture and the different ways of life that they have, different nature, things like that. I just, I feel like there's something more to be said about living in a place and establishing roots in a place. And I kind of felt for a while that I hadn't been able to establish any roots. And then when I re-signed my lease or when I, not re-signed my lease, when I got my second lease to live in Dallas for another year, I was like, wow, like I'm actually establishing roots somewhere, not roots, but I'm, I'm actually, you know, doing this, like I'm going to live here for another year because I only did a year in Memphis. And then every year in college, even though I was in the same spot, essentially I moved every year of college and, and college is just, is just different anyways. But, um, I was very excited to kind of spend another year and spend more time in Dallas, which has honestly been a great experience for me. Dad, I had always wanted to go back to Atlanta. That was kind of always my plan. And my dad, who is probably the smartest person that I know, he told me not yet. 
And he was really a strong proponent of me going to a new city, traveling, finding places that I enjoy and just kind of experiencing life. That's what he did when he was, you know, young. And that's how he ended up, you know, finding Atlanta as his permanent home. And and he really encouraged me to do that. And so I've just always really encouraged my friends to do that, even if they love the city that they're in. If you live in a city, like I have a lot of friends in Boston and a lot of friends in New York that plan to stay there for a long period of time. I think that's great. I just really believe in my heart that when you're young or, you know, at some point in your life, you should really go and stay in a new place, even if it's just for a year and you go back. I think, again, there's some some type of value in that and I've truly enjoyed it. It's how I've been able to meet so many amazing people in different cities. And I always say, if I move to a different city, imagine how many amazing people I'm going to meet there and imagine how many like new characters are going to enter my life just from moving to a new place because all of the people in my life now who I met in Dallas, all of the friends I've met here, all of the people, everything that has kind of come to my life since I moved to Dallas has happened because I took the jump and I moved here. And same with Memphis. I loved my time in Memphis, all of the experiences I had there with my friends from work, all the guys I even met on dating apps there, guys I met in person there. And I mean, I wouldn't have had any of that if I hadn't gone there. And that's kind of shaped me as a person. And it's like how I ended up, you know, when I was in Dallas, I had those experiences. Now I've gained new experiences. And I'll wrap this episode up because it's a little bit long now. And I also have to go (laughs) to my date and I have to like go and have my momentary five minutes of panic where I text everyone and I say, I'm never going on another date. I can't do another first date. And you know, my, my five minutes of panic before I walk out, out the door and actually like get in the Uber to go, which will, it'll end up being fine. You know, you just always have to have that momentary freak out where you're like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> I don't want to go. Um, but I told, and again, I'll, I'll wrap this up because again, you know, I was talking about how Michelle is moving last week and then, you know, I talked about it earlier this episode and when we went to dinner the other night and we're all giving our well wishes to her, I said that I hope that all of the people and experiences that she's had here in Dallas, someday she'll look back on her time here and she'll understand, you know, why she was here and why all of these people were brought into her life and I hope that she goes and has, you know, the same experience and that she just kind of learns from this experience and brings it into her next chapter because that's truly what and that's how I view different cities is just like different chapters of life. Um, all of my best friends I've encouraged, you know, to move and I had a very close friend. She and her boyfriend broke up when she was living in Indianapolis and they were living together and someday she'll be on the podcast very soon. We've already got it planned out um, when I when I see her next, but she was living with her boyfriend and they broke up after five years of dating and she moved to Atlanta and she has just, I mean, it has been the greatest experience ever. So she's done two cities too. And, you know, the greatest part about moving and about life in general is that it's your life to live. Um, and I think that even though like I am tying it back to how I started, just like, even though it hasn't been what I thought it was going to be, I'm so glad that it wasn't because I've pretty much created my own post-grad experience, even though there are factors I can't control like pandemics and, and things like that. Like obviously 
those are things out of my control, but everything that I could control and everything that I've done and every place that I've been has just kind of shaped me into who I am. So I definitely would not change that for a thing. Well, I'll wrap it up. This is my longest episode. Maybe I should do this more often. I Maybe I should, um, but I just want to go ahead and say thank you for listening if you've made it this far. I've really enjoyed the whole podcast thing, and I can't believe that I've been doing it for a month. Someday I'm going to have time to really get into choosing my merch, but I do plan to have up early merch for this and just continue you know, growing this podcast, growing the brand. It's been fun for me. I love talking. I could talk to a brick wall for hours, and that's pretty much what I'm doing. I'm just talking to my phone for you know, 45 minutes. But thank you for listening, and I hope to see you at our next episode. Have a good day.